Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 209. Happy anniversary! Part 2. Hi folks, welcome back. This is uh, a continuation of last episode. This is the special anniversary edition, the 10th anniversary to be specific. Now, Julius is not recording this time, so it's just me giving the introduction. Um, if you were here last week, you know that we reviewed, not reviewed, we chatted with three different podcasts, the host of three different podcasts, the Stop Somewhere podcast, Always Play One, and Meeple, Myself, and Die. This week, we're going to continue that with two more interviews. Today, we're covering somebody else. Hang on. Time out. Solo BG and Solo Saurus. I uh, hope you enjoy these. Um, so I am talking to Derek of Solo BG, the, the Solo Board Gaming Podcast. Hey, Derek, how are you doing? Hey, Albert, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, man, and I'm very appreciated to be here in this great podcast. It's, it's such oh. an honor. So we're doing, <laughs> doing great. Mine. No, seriously, the pleasure yeah. really is mine to, to have all these guests of all these other people creating solitaire podcasts, which is just awesome. There's so many of us. Um, so you've been doing this podcast for, for a couple of years now. I think you've got quite a few shows. You want to tell the listeners yeah. about your show? Yeah, sure, sure. Well, Solo BG Podcast, it's, well, uh, first of all, it's a podcast that you can find uh, in any streaming service, actually. You can go to iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, you name it. All the streaming services, we're there. And I've been doing this podcast uh, since 2018, I believe. I believe it was September 2018 when we recorded our first one. And so far, we have uh, we have done 97, I think, at the 97. moment of the recording, 97, 96 episodes. I think most of them are online already, but if not, we're still, uh, you know, we usually record a few in advance and, and we go through the editing processes or I go through the editing process. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, it's, it's been that long, a year and about 96, 96, 97 episodes so far. And I also do uh, the same concept with, with one of my good friends in Spanish which is mm -hmm. called, uh, it's yep. called Solo, Solo BG Podcast in Espanol. And over there with my good friend, El Chino, uh, we have about nine episodes already. We just started this year. Uh, and yeah, it's the same concept, but just for our fellow board gamers that they feel more comfortable with Spanish or that they, you know, they just want to listen to something in Spanish. So uh, we have the same concept as well there. Yeah, that's very cool. I am now subscribing to both. I am very happy I could listen to a podcast in Spanish. I... I'm, I was born in Cuba, so I speak Spanish, but I, we left mm -hmm. when I was three, so I don't use it anywhere near as much as I used to. So I, I have lost okay. a lot of it. Speaking is hard, but I could listen to it, and I'm really enjoying it. Oh, it, nice, it sounds, nice. I'm glad. Yeah, thank you. I, it sounds a little different to me. The content sounds a little bit different in that one from the, the English version podcast, I guess because the English version is it's mainly you, and the other one you have a co-host. So it's a little mm -hmm. bit of a different interaction. Yeah, that's Which correct. Is, it's and, nice. And it, it, it really does. Yeah, it's nice because it really does. Because uh, thankfully, and I'm very appreciated, we have uh, listeners that they follow both. And they have told me, just like you just told me, the same the same feedback that they feel like it's different. And I guess it just, you know, it's, it's, it's come to the essence of the more the merrier. So uh, over there, you know, I, I have, the, once again, Chino, that I, it's somebody that I can joke with, uh, somebody that I can talk about games with, all of you, my friends. Uh, and and he bring, he brings a game uh, to the table, and we just uh, you know talk about it together. Uh, we also bring a subject. You know, every every episode we try to talk about something different. Like for example, uh, you know the the 
I don't know, the, the mysteries of the hobby, no? Like, or we can talk also about the, the immersive games or different things or players that we don't want in our tables. <laughs> so we like to, we, we like to uh, uh, you know, take a look at different topics versus you're right in the one that I, in English, it's usually me. Uh, even if once in a while, I usually try to bring guests as well, like Kickstarter uh, designer, uh, very uh, well-known designers, publishers, so on and so forth, uh, content yeah. creators. Um, and, and yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess it feels different because once again, on, on the one that I do is more about trying to give them the experience of what I call is the audio unboxing and the audio gameplay, which is basically me describing every single thing from the game, uh, give an idea of the gameplay and then my thoughts. So yeah, I guess it's different, but I, you know, I, I always mm -hmm. really appreciate when, when somebody listened to, to uh, our, my episodes, even if it's, even if you're in, in China, Australia, Mexico, you name it, it, it means the world to me. So, um, you know, and I'm glad that, you know, people are responding uh, positively to both podcasts, but yeah, I mean, thanks Very for, cool. thanks for your words as well and for your feedback, because that also helps me to, you know, uh, keep growing, I guess, on the, on the podcast universe, if you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feedback yeah. is always nice. The, uh, what's going to say, and I hadn't realized it, but I started listening to yours. Like I said, I heard about it two weeks ago and I started listening to it uh -huh. and you, I stole your idea apparently, because you are right now about to hit your hundredth episode. So you've been doing interviews with different podcast media creators and publishers and different people building up to your hundredth episode. So it's sort of like what, what I what I was trying to hear and get a hold of all the solo podcasters. So I stole your idea. I'm sorry. Thank you for it though. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. That's hey, you know what? One of the things about the, the hobby that I really like, and I think it's a beautiful hobby. And I always say it is that the people that we belong to the hobby, we are usually very positive and very friendly. Uh -huh. And yep. you can, you can, you can meet wonderful people through this. I mean, you know, just like I met you, uh, you know, it, it's great. You, you made wonderful people. And, is is if you if you think about it, I have noticed that it's different to towards other um, hobbies, I guess, or content creation uh, areas where you can see more uh, 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 definitely a more competitive atmosphere. Versus here, is more about supporting and you know just getting more uh, content and consuming more content because at the end of the day, we all really enjoy rolling our dice and and, and building our decks on the table. But in moments or on times that we cannot do that, at least we enjoy and try to get that feeling from the from the content. So I think it's great, mm -hmm. honestly. I don't think you're stealing anything. I think it's it's <laughs> great that we all do our thing and we all get our inspiration from other content creators and stuff. So I think it's great. So don't feel that way. I mean, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> and yes, as as you were mentioning, what we're trying to do is as we're reaching that episode number hundred, uh, I've been trying to get you know different guests, which. Of course, you're going to, I hope you can give us the honor as well to record something very soon. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, like, like uh, I don't know, like Jamie Steinmeier, uh, another of my favorite content creators, and I cannot say his name because we already recorded an interview, but it's going to be episode number 100. Uh, Mark Dainty from Notboard Gaming. Um, I'm also in, in it's going to be on, online very soon, or probably at, this, at the moment of this episode, it's already online. Uh, Jason Perez from Shelf Stories. Mm -hmm. uh, we also, uh, like I said, Jamie Stenmeyer from Stonemeyer Games and and uh, designer of sites. So yeah, I've been trying to get you know uh, all the people around the around the hobby that uh, at least the people that I have uh, contact with, and that way you know we can do something uh, special as we reach that uh, number hundred. But I know also your podcast. This is the ten anniversary, right? That's crazy, yeah. man. Thank thank yes, you so much for you. all you do for for the hobby. My pleasure. Yeah, no, honestly, I started the podcast because I was listening to the podcast all the time and nobody was talking about solo games and I wanted to hear one. 
So I said, well, am I going to mm-hmm. listen to something? I got to make it. <laughs> so I still yeah, listen to yeah. all my episodes, which is kind of no, goofy that's great. <laughs> hey, we all, we all do at some point. And, and even for editing, I mean, I had to, well, yeah, I don't yeah. listen through the whole thing, but you, you have to go, you know, like, and it's something that sometimes, you know, uh, people that don't create any content don't realize that when, even when we're doing a podcast, it's not only the recording process, it's also the editing process and putting everything together in the best way possible. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm sure, and I'm sure it's even more difficult to the people that create video content because oh, uh, gosh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can imagine all the time for not only for recording, uh, but also about the editing process and, you know, to make it a, like to deliver a great content to all of us. So, you know, it, it's great uh, what you've been doing Albert and for 10 years, man. I mean, that's, that shows dedication and most importantly, love for the hobby and for all the you know, all the, of your amazing listeners. So that's, that's fantastic, man. That's, that's great. And I'm once again, very happy that, that I get to, to talk to you and, and, you know, and, and that your podcast is being very successful. So I'm very happy. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, so what got you started in the podcasting? Well, the, one of the reasons was similar to you, but once again, I always, I always say this, um, I was trying to do something uh, for the solo, for the solo board gaming, you know, hobby. Um, on that, I, I, I didn't start to play games until 2015. So, mm-hmm. um, and then I discovered solo games from 2016. So I was uh, fairly new two years in, in, in the hobby when I created the podcast and I was still learning about the different YouTube channels and, and, you know, uh, and podcasts and stuff. So I was like, well, you know what? I mean, like I said, I was starting, I was like, I want to create something for, for the solo hobby. Uh, then I reach out uh, to Rodney Smith from Watch Played, which mm-hmm. uh, he's he's a fantastic uh, person, and I reach out to him through email uh, and trying to, uh, you know, trying to honestly to collaborate with him. I was offering some stuff that I was that I wanted to do for his channel. Of course, his channel is super successful, and once mm-hmm. again, I always been inspired by that. Um, and then uh, he suggested to me honestly the idea of the podcast. He was the one that, hey, uh, why don't you, uh, you know, you do your, your your one of your your own thing basically. Uh, give it a try, see how you feel. And then, you know, then we can talk before you want to jump basically, you know, without any, I guess, background in the content creation. Uh, and I was like, well, you know what? That's right. And then I thought, like, well, a video will uh, consume a lot of time from my personal life, which is usually very busy as well. So I was like, a podcast could be something more um, easier for me to do, more accessible for me to do. And at the same time, you don't have to see my face, <laughs> so I you just have to deal you just have to deal with my accent, uh, and that's why uh, I decided to do it. And of course, at the beginning, probably nobody listened to it, uh, and now I'm very fortunate that probably I have five listeners probably around the world. <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, you know, we do it from from the heart and and with all the all the positiveness possible. But yeah, that's how that's how the Solubigi podcast started. I see. Okay, so. You're not from the U.S. originally. Did you start gaming in the U.S. or before you moved here? Yeah, well, um, I'm. I come from the border from the U.S. from Brownsville, Texas, oh, uh, which okay. is border with is border with Matamoros, uh, Mexico. And I grew up in both in both towns. Uh, and ah. I start I started to play actually in Brownsville. And and as a fun story, I started to play with X wings and miniature games. Uh, you know, the Star Wars X wing miniatures and. Uh, one of my friends over there, uh, I'm, a, I'm a physician, and one of my friends over there, uh, while I was in, uh, in, a, in a small cardiology clinic, one day I saw him coming, and I call him a friend because now he has, he's, a, he, he's a good friend, but back in the day, he, we know, we, we just co-workers, basically. 
And one day he comes to the office with a tackle box, those ones that they use for fishing. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh man, do you fish? I fish too. I mean, we should, you know, go fishing together at some point. And he's like, no, I don't fish. And I was like, what are you talking about? You have a tackle box. Long story short, he opened that tackle box. And what I found inside, it was just a bunch of Star Wars mini ships. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, those are cool. So what do you do with those? Are, are they all just little collectibles to display or something? And he's like, no, I play with them. There's a, there's like a board game that you play, uh, two players, and you know you fly your ships, you get your cards. So he started to introduce me to the game, and I was like, man, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get into it. So we started to play him and I. And you know, I remember very innocent back in the day. Once again, this was like 2015. Um, I told him like, so how much each ship cost? And he was like, well, probably like 13, 15 dollars, the American dollars, the, the small ones and the bigger ones, like could go all the way to 50. And I was like, man, that's crazy. I remember buying two ships and the corset. And I was like, I will never spend that crazy amount of money on these. There's no way. This guy is crazy. No, no. I mean, I already spent $50. That's more than enough. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I ended oh, up buying need. everything. Yeah. I ended <laughs> up buying everything for X-Wing. Then Life Destiny uh, brings me to Indianapolis, Indiana, which is where I live. Uh, and uh, which, by the way, people tell me the time, like, oh, you just went there. You, you just moved there because of Gen Con. And I'm always like, no, no, no. It's in reality, <laughs> you know, it was destiny. But hey, if the Gen Con is here, you know, might as well. Um, so anyway, once I moved here, my good friend Caleb Wiles, uh, he, um, I, I, you know, we became friends. And he invited me over to his house. And he showed me his game room. And I was like, oh, this is, this is nice, man. I want to play board games too. But once again, very ignorant of the hobby. I didn't have any knowledge. And he basically show me a pathfinder card game and mm-hmm. he basically told me that he used to play solo and i was like i don't know what you're talking about what do you what do you mean playing board game solo i mean there's no way he's like yeah yeah i play solo all these games you know i don't need anybody and whatever and i was like, oh that's cool and he's like here try it so he lent me pathfinder and that was my first solo experience and it blew my mind and once again same story i i was like no there's no way i would spend thousands <laughs> of dollars in board games and next thing you know, well, here in your house, like we say in Spanish, mi casa es tu casa. And here in, in your house, um, you know, it's, it's full of, I'm, I'm running out of space. So, so, um, so yeah, that's, that's basically the podcast story and how I got into the hobby, which honestly, I always tell everyone, it's the most beautiful thing. I have many other hobbies, however, many, many other hobbies that I mm-hmm. enjoy and I'm very passionate about it, like music and, and art, but the, the the board game hobby industry is definitely something very unique and that once again you don't have any other any other thing that that positiveness so we need to keep it that way yep very true very very yeah. cool okay so i'll start with x-wing mm-hmm. and, and the tackle box That's yeah so yeah well, it's, yeah i'll start like that i'll start with that me trying to go into a fishing trip and <laughs> yeah it, it ended up here talking to you or at yeah. least it keeps going talk, talking to you. So yeah, you you're the one that got caught hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, that was the now, case. I'm sorry. I thought you were from Spain for some reason. I don't know. I had I had in my mind that you're a Spaniard. Oh, okay. Which, no, I mean I, I'm actually I'm, I'm European. I'm yeah. super super proud Mexican. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, yeah. that's me. That's very cool. Yeah. Um. So let me see. What else? So what else can you tell us about the podcast? Is there anything else that that folks may not know that's worth hearing or, or learning? Well, you told us a lot. I honestly, 
we we are recording and let me check today's date. What is today's date over? Is uh May twenty what? Twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. Okay. Today happens so, to be ten years since the first episode. Oh my goodness! What an honor, man! That I'm recording on exactly <laughs> the ten year anniversary. This such honestly such an honor, and I'm 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 so humbled that you that, you, <laughs> know, that you. you that you took me over. No, no. that's great. Really, uh, it, it, it is an honor for me and a treat to ha to have you here. I appreciate no, it. No, no, I'm really so, enjoying talking um, to you. I, I why, why you should listen to Solo BG podcast? Well, first of all, uh, if you want to hear um, a cool guy with a strong accent talking about board games, <laughs> that could be a that could be a good reason. The other reason is that um, I I like to think that I'm a very or highly positive person, and and with that mm -hmm. being said, I usually bring um, games to the podcast um, that I actually enjoy. Of course, sometimes I review games that the publisher sent to me, and I have the moral uh, commitment to do an episode about them. And if I don't enjoy them, I will say something like, you know, what this is this game is not for me. This game is probably you will like it if you like this thing, this thing, or this thing, right? Um, so I, I, I tend to keep my reviews very positive because I found out as well that we already have a lot of reviewers over there that they do a fantastic job on, of, of being very hardish with, uh, with some games. And in, in, to my mind, I always see it like, well, you know what? Even if it's a game that I didn't enjoy, somebody put a lot of effort and hard and hard work on this project and somebody mm -hmm. uh, even if we we like it or not spend money which is of course effort as well in send me a, a copy of this game so the fact that i didn't like it it probably doesn't mean that it's a bad game it just means that it wasn't for me but it's probably a cool game uh you know for for somebody else how many times we have been in our tables amazing listeners and you albert that you know you bring to a game to the table and probably you didn't feel like you like it but somebody else loves it So mm -hmm. I, I see it that way. And, and one, that's one of the other things. I try to be very positive with my reviews. Once again, if I don't like it, I will tell you that it's not for me, but I will never say, oh, it's, it's a terrible game. No, no, I will never say that. Gotcha. So if you, if, if you want to feel uh, you know, the, that positiveness, if you want to hear a positive review and, 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 and exciting and, and energized, then you should, <laughs> you should definitely um, you know, check uh, Solo BG. Another thing is that there's a big news, Albert, that I cannot share, unfortunately, but it's it's a big news that is coming that is now official for the podcast. Um, and, and it has to do, I guess I will spoil a little bit and get some very, very, very clear clues. It has to do that uh, I will, um, uh, Solo BG Podcast will be also belonging to a particular network of uh, content creators that they've very been cool. there for okay. a while and, 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 and everybody knows them. So... I would put it that way. Um, so well, very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So probably, yeah. Thank you. I will. I, um, I will announce it off air. You, you will know. I will. Um, I will announce it soon. Also on the podcast. So who knows? Probably when this is on air, you already find out. But, um, but <laughs> until this point, I cannot say anything because I was requested to do it that way uh, until summer because these uh, these news are going to be shared on July uh, on this oh, okay. uh, net on this network content creator uh, guys. So, um, so yeah, that's another reason. And, and honestly, the, I think the best reason to do it also is because uh, just as you do, Albert, and just as I recommend your podcast for the reasons that I'm going to mention right now, we do this from our heart. We don't live from this. We don't, I, at least for me, I don't get any revenue from the, from the podcast. I lose revenue from this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually, it's the other way around. We, we, we tend to put money for the podcast. Yeah. And, 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 and we do it, uh, for, I do it from, from, from our, we do it from our heart. 
we do it from from our love to the hobby. So I think that's the main reason. I always say, you know, there's amazing uh, content creators out there that you should definitely uh, listen to and watch to. But at the same time, there's a lot of other independent kind of like low profile content creators that you should also check it out uh, and see what they think. So yeah. with that being said, Absolutely. I think that's the most important reason why you why I would recommend somebody to hear Solo BG podcast. And once again, I, I if you want to listen to my accent for, for about a 45 minutes or an hour talking about board games, well, knock yourself out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to do it in two languages, you can. Which is yeah, yeah, sure. If you want to listen to Spanish too, I mean, go for it, and you will enjoy it. I'm pretty sure. I will. I will do my best for you to enjoy it. All right, and I will yeah. include links for the for your shows, like like with all the other shows I'm doing. Absolutely. Okay, great. I really um, appreciate it. Yeah. One one last question. So so tell us sure. uh, about a solo game that you like or, or dislike, or it's not going to be one you dislike. You just told us that. Tell us about a solo game you want to tell us about. About a solo game that well, of course, I'm glad that you didn't ask me what is your favorite solo game because that would be a a very tough question, and honestly, I don't have an answer for that. But I will tell you this. I will tell you the game that I most have hyped about. And if it's a game that I didn't like, uh, that I, I ended up not liking, I'm sorry, because I haven't played it, it's going to probably mean for me to be retired from the solo game, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so the game that I've been most hyped about ever, and the game that I have uh, spent most, I mean, the, the, the highest amount of money ever, it's uh, Nemesis by Awakened Realms. I haven't received my pledge yet until this day, uh, but I went all in on the Kickstarter. I even got the plush cat, you know, to use it as a, as a first player token. So I got everything. And it's a game that I've been super hyped about. I love the theme. Uh, definitely Alien is one of my favorite franchises, but everything that has to do with mystery and, and tension and stuff like that, really, really, it's really appealing to me, especially because I'm, I'm a very immersive person. And when I play solo, I like to play music on the background and, and let myself immerse in the game. So Nemesis is the game that I'm most hyped about. And I hope, I hope it's going to be like my holy grail of solo board gaming. That, that's, that's, you know, regarding, related to my hype for the game. I don't know if you have played Albert or, or not yet. I have not. I, I actually well, didn't know about it until I heard you talking about it the other day. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at it on Kickstarter. One. You're uh -huh. going to have your own tackle box of miniatures really soon, aren't you? Yeah, probably. This has yeah. a ton of them. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, the problem will be running out of space. But anyway, those, those, those pro we can handle those problems. Uh, <laughs> or those, are, those are problems that we're pleased to have. Um, yep. there, and, and I guess if you want me to talk about a game, I will probably mention as well one of my favorite solo games. Um, and that's uh, uh, Cthulhu Dead May Die. Uh, you know, I really like I really like that game by Simon and by Eric Lang and Rob Dabu. Uh And okay. one of the reasons why I like that game a lot is once again the theme. I like the theme a lot, but Simon did something different with the theme. And I'm not saying that Cthulhu is my favorite. Cthulhu the Medal is my favorite game. I'm not saying that it's the best game ever. I'm not saying that you know it's it's the game that I always want to play. It's just that once again you do something different with a theme that has been used in many, many, many other uh, times by Fantasy Flight. But at the same time, it feels like it was just the same thing, just with a, a few tweaks here and there, because you have the Eldritch Horror, you have the Arkham Horror, you have Final Hour, you have Elder Sign. And they all kind of feels like a similar thing versus um, Cthulhu that may die. They really did something different, something more, uh, you know, more smooth, more, more dynamic and something faster, something 
that feels more, I guess, a married trash, if you want to call it. But at the same time, it's very fun and it's, it's thematic, it's immersive. So that's one of my games that I will definitely always recommend. And I guess another game that I'm really enjoying right now, like in depth, will be Tainted Grail by Awakened Realms. Uh, super immersive game. Uh, you have to pay. You take. You have to take notes. You have to have. You have to be on the theme, and you have to be on the mood. But it's a great game if your listeners like immersive games and 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 campaigns and all the stuff. That's another game that that you know is worth checking out. Tainted Grail. So there you go. I told you three games. Nice. You asked me one, I told you three. So. <laughs> So there Free you for go. the price of one. Awesome. What a deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Derek. Well, thank you very much for coming on and sharing all this with us. Uh, I hope the listeners uh, enjoy checking out your podcast too. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And please keep listening to, to Albert here because uh, this podcast is definitely worth listening to. And, and once again, congratulations for the 10th anniversary, my friend. Thank you. Thanks. Buddy, I'm here with Michael Lombardo from the Solosaurus podcast. How are you two doing this morning? Doing great. How are you? Very well. Happy Excellent. to be here. So we're just here. We're trying to connect with the greater solar uh, creator content community. Um, want to tell me a little bit about the two of you? Okay. My name is Martin, and I have been into board games fairly recently. I would say since like late 2017. So what is that? Not even four years. Um, I mean, you know, when I was in high school and college, I used to play like Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu and all that stuff. But then, you know, once we started working, kind of kind of fell out of that. And then just later in life got uh, pulled back in. So uh, and then I started like really focusing on solo about a year after I got into tabletop gaming because, uh, you know, my kids got older and moved away and the ones who are still with us have no interest in playing really games with their old <laughs> man um or at least not my games my, my daughter will play but only like you know multiplayer games that she can absolutely destroy me at that's what she lives for <laughs> um, so uh and uh, in out, outside of that i am an instructional designer i write training that's so that's a bit that's about it for me do your children ever join you for the solo game still so they can destroy the computer or anything like that or no? <laughs> no, no. And my kids get intimidated, you know, by um, complex games. And, and and me too. Like, you know, uh, I, I've pretty much figured out that I, I don't enjoy overly complex solo games. So like Mage Knight might be a controversial statement. I don't Mage Knight and I don't get along. <laughs> Uh, it's way too much for me. Like I, I'm definitely a medium complexity um, solo gamer. That's where I am happiest. That's where I'm most. You know, that's 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 where I, I fit. Is uh, is kind of like good for me. What's a good example of a medium complexity solo game to you? So recently, and listeners of Solosaurus will will know this. I have been on a medium weight worker placement kick. Um, I first played. You know, prior to that, I really wasn't. I was more of a thematic gamer. I really wasn't into like euros, worker placement, that kind of stuff. And then I played a game called Newton, which is about 3.3 or so complexity on uh, on BoardGameGeek. And I ended up absolutely loving it. It's designed by a gentleman named um, Simone Luciani. And then I just kind of like started gathering all of his other designs as I started researching him. So I played um, Lorenzo Il Magnifico, which is like about a 3.4 complexity. I even made a print and play preview of Darwin's Journey, which is pretty much more complex. It's like a 3.8 or something. Um, 
every every design, every one of Luciani's designs, I have enjoyed in a different way. And I just got uh, Grand Austria Hotel, which is again at about a three point five or so. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to getting that to the table. So those those are the kinds of games I'm really enjoying now, and and particularly Luciani designs. But those are like midweight euros, you know. Pretty nice. Yeah. And Michael, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I've been board gaming for just a little bit longer than Martin. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit, just <laughs> since 1976, 1977 or so. <laughs> Going on five decades. I started very you got young. the new guy and the old guy on the podcast, I see. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something, young man. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. He does voices on the podcast. And I do pretty much everywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, uh, yeah, you know. So, yeah, I started mostly from monkey see, monkey do with my dad, watching him play war games with his buddies. He was a Marine officer, and uh, I think Starship Troopers was the first one that I ever really saw, and it just kind of intrigued the heck out of me. And he had a few games that were just beyond my ability to comprehend at the time, but I was still very much would constantly open them, constantly go through them, constantly just hope through osmosis. I would absorb how to play these things and bought my first one in 1977. Mostly I've been into war games because, you know, back in the day, then that's pretty much all you had as opposed to, you know, the straight uh, family style games at the time were Parker brothers and uh, Hasbro and well, maybe not Hasbro, but there were a couple just straight, laced board games, Monopoly, Payday, Careers, you know, things like that, uh, that just just didn't really appeal too much to me as a solo gamer. (laughs) And as a war gamer, there wasn't too many people to play with. I had a friend that was play with me occasionally, but, you know, time was an issue. And it just became this experience where I had to play the games myself. And so whenever I bought a game, I knowing even if it was a two player game, I would always be playing it multi-handed. So I've been doing that for quite a while now. I started doing reviews in 2002 and uh, been since then been doing uh, board game manuals, board uh, computer game manuals. Uh, I've been writing for various websites and magazines as well. I still enjoy doing after action reports, lengthy, detailed ones. I, I uh, enjoy those a lot because I like the narrative aspect of uh, telling a tale through say a solo war game and uh, how, how it works and the people that are into that kind of thing really, really enjoy it. So, and it's a pleasure to do it. So it's not something I see myself stopping anytime soon for. (laughs) And uh, so it was kind of a, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while. It's been kind of a, 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 what, what would we call it, Martin? An alignment of stars or something? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. This we, just happened to be the way it is. Michael yeah. and I, you know, met each other through the uh, the uh, the game groups, the Facebook game groups, and then for about a year before we started doing Solo Saurus, uh, we'd already been like chatting uh, about like you know, hey, we should do a podcast, and then we were like kicking around concept ideas, whatever, and then fate intervened in the form of uh, Brandon and Carter saying, Hey, our lives have changed. Uh, the former host of solo Saurus for like 70, 60 plus episodes. And um, they said, uh, our lives are changing and, you know, we can no longer keep up this podcast that we started and have been you know, doing for over two years, Martin and Michael, uh, would you like to take over? Like they literally handed us the keys <laughs> to the whole thing. Hook, you know, like the lock, stock and barrel. And then, it, after a couple of like transitional episodes where there was one where it was all four of us on the pod and we we reviewed Mage Knight that was that was chaos and then, um, <laughs> much like the game um, sometimes 
Yeah, right. <laughs> and then uh, after that, it was Michael and me. It was the Michael and Martin uh, incarnation of Solosaurus. Uh, and yep. we've been doing that since October of last year, I think. I, mm-hmm. we, we're about yep. a dozen episodes in now for him and me. And we're having a mm-hmm. blast. <laughs> That's great. Um, Michael, you had said that you uh, do rulebook design for computers and board games. Are you saying that you're also employed in the industry as well as reviewing games? Well, I have been just as a side gig kind of a thing. I uh, was a, I've been a technical writer since about 2002. And like Martin, I'm an, also an instructional designer now. I've been doing that since about 2007. So uh, I've, I've got the skill set for both of those. And it's a fun thing to do. I mean, I'm weird, I guess, like that, because I like writing manuals to begin with. So, um, but I, suppose you have I, to be I a never technical writer. You do it. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And it's funny too, because in high school, I hated English, absolutely despised it. My first few years of college, absolutely despised it, but I just realized I had a talent for it and that kind of changed things. So, uh, I guess I like this now. (laughs) Um, but it's not an industry I ever wanted to hang my hat on. And I don't mean anything badly about the game industry that way. It's just, it's very volatile. You know, it changes game companies come and go. And now when you have a, uh, two kids in college, you got to have something normal and, <laughs> and regular, you know, uh, but every so often I'll, I'll get a project from somebody to, to work on. And uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, working extra hours is pretty good when you're doing it for a board game. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Do you ever consider working on the podcasts also working or is that just something different? It, it, it can be, I mean, it's, I mean, we don't get paid, at all for this, of course, but uh, it, it's a passion project, I guess you can call it for both me and Martin, because Martin works just as long as I do. <laughs> I think we both probably put 60 hours in a week. And then there's other things that happen with life and such that uh, kind of mitigate that. And like like right now, I'm overdue for producing the latest episode of Solosaurus. And uh, I'm very happy that our audience tolerates this occasionally, because every so often life gets in the way to do that. But uh, mm. Yeah, it's it's very enjoyable. It's cathartic in a way too to kind of do it. Yeah, let's just say that. Um, go ahead. So, what inspired you to start casting in the first place? You said you were discussing it a little bit before you got handed the keys to the podcast. What was your original inspiration, Martin? Um, so, I mean, for me, uh, you know, I've been listening to podcasts since the dawn of podcasting, and mostly on the um, the nerdy kind of like computer geek side. Because uh, I worked for a computer company, and that was kind of like my exposure to podcasts. And so, you know, like at, at its height, I was listening to like, I don't know, 15, 20 different nerdy, you know, type podcasts. Uh, there's one called Random Trek that um, basically every every episode, they just choose a random Star Trek episode from all of them, from original series or, you know, DS9 or whatever. And then they just talk about it. And then next week, it could be something completely different, which is kind of cool. Um, and so I'd always been kicking around the idea of, you know, I, I should, you know, get into this. And then that idea, that that kind of like vague desire only accelerated when Michael and I started talking about it. But we never got, you know, much further than, um, you know, trying to just kicking around like concept ideas. Like we got to have a hook here, you know, we got to have our own thing. We got to find our niche. And then, you know, as it turns out, Solo Saurus got plopped in our laps and then our niche found us. <laughs> yep. So, um, and, and the, the funny thing about that is that 
by the time I was, I was, you know, a hardcore solo gamer, I was only listening to uh, basically one solo-based podcast. No offense to Present Company or any of the other <laughs> fine folks that you have that you have uh, interviewed. Uh, I listened to your last episode, by the way. It was awesome. Um, but um, uh, Solosaurus was the one I was listening to. So like Brandon and Carter were kind of like, you know, I was a fan. And then for, that way it was kind of like an out-of-body experience when Brandon reached out to me on Facebook Messenger and said, hey, Martin, we want to hand this over to you. And I'm like, what? You're, <laughs> you know, it was like, it, I, I guess the analogy would be if you were a big fan of, um, I don't know, say Firefly, the TV show, and then Nathan Fillion himself comes to you and says, hey, would you like to uh, join, the, join, the, the, join the crew of the Serenity? And I'm like, you know, that's kind of like what it felt to me. Um, yeah, so just one thing kind of led to another, and it felt like it felt like destiny. <laughs> I don't know, Michael. How, how did it feel to you? Yeah, I mean, it was perfect timing, right? You know, we had been talking about it for months, and we just never got it off the ground for various reasons. And uh, it's something I thought of for a little bit of time before that. I mean, I I never really listened to a lot of podcasts, to be honest, until. Uh, when I relocated and started a new job and I had a commute from Hades that <laughs> took forever. So I started downloading like dice tower and board game snobs and, you know, a few others just to, just to have something to listen to. And I thought, you know, that's something I should do. I don't know if anybody would listen to it, but <laughs> the, uh, the whole timing was perfect for them to talk to Martin. And then Martin, of course, talking to me and, and making it a reality, uh, but not just that, but because we've had a, we've got an audience that's established, right? So instead of starting from scratch and having to build a audience up, we, we just had an instant one. And I had fears that we would lose most of them <laughs> because Carter and, um, oh gosh, I'm sorry, Brandon. Brandon, I'm so sorry. Carter and Brandon, awesome guys, very good podcast guys. Once uh, uh, Martin brought this to my attention, I started listening to theirs. They have a totally different energy and a totally different uh, way of, describing things and it's it i don't know it, it became kind of like this oh man i hope people don't leave us in droves but our numbers have actually been going up i think so that's uh that's really good that's a great <laughs> very very grateful to have that so well we maintain, we maintain the original concept right the the yes the, the, the conceit of solosaurus is we will not talk about a lot of games per show um we'll talk about we'll focus on one but we'll go very very deep on that one and, um, you know, Brandon and Carter originated that approach, stayed true to it all for all, they're all like 65 plus episodes. And then we are honored to follow in their footsteps. So just continue that. And we, you know, we just, we just go super deep. And the other thing that, because both of us are instructional designers, we are complete rule snobs, just, <laughs> just brutal. And so, you know, like, I, I don't know if people are tired of hearing us complain about like rule books that lacks, that lack things, but. Um, that's <laughs> I mean, one of the things providers, I suppose it's expected. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But there's, 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 although, there's um, a... I will say spoiler alert on our latest episode, we actually raved about the rule book of the latest, the latest, um, game that we just reviewed. It was amazing. <laughs> yes, it was. Any teaser for our audience, what that game is? Crikey. 
<laughs> yeah, nice. that's a pretty good one. Um, <laughs> no, well, it's it's kind of obvious. Like we'll, we'll we'll tease it after we record, but before we post the episode on our Facebook group, and a couple of people have already guessed it. <laughs> so, nice. yeah, the clues aren't very cryptic. Hard to find. <laughs> So one thing we wanted to talk about specifically, because this is our 10th anniversary for our podcast, and we just want to talk about essentially how much the solo community has grown over the last 10 years. Um, I assume the two of you agree that there's a lot more solo gaming before. I know you mentioned it used to be just war gaming was your only option with that. Is there any Mm -hmm. idea or point that you think could attribute to the growth? I think... uh... COVID was a major factor, but that's just recently. I mean, it's been growing, I think, before that. Back in back in my day, back in the, say, the early 80s, when uh, I was just really getting into the gaming scene with war games, there were a few purpose-built solitaire games. Ambush, Mosby's Raiders, uh, Open Fire, uh, a couple others I can't think of off the top of my head, but th- those were just few and far between. So I would jump on them and, and devour them because, hey, no no need for another opponent. The game system takes care of all of it. That's really cool. Why don't they do more of these? You know, <laughs> And I think slowly but surely they did do that because those games were popular. You can still ambush, I think, was the granddaddy. It's basically a squad level combat in Western Europe during World War II. And you... You go through 10, 12 missions, I think, in the base game. There's a few uh, uh, expansions to it, but it still sells. I mean, you can look online and it'll sell for big money because it's still sought after. It's it's pretty amazing. So, you know, it, it just is this thing that just started in, in about that time frame and just slowly but surely, I think, has grown over time. I, I think, though, it's just been recent years, maybe like the last 10 years since you started your podcast, actually. <laughs> maybe it's your fault. <laughs> uh, for me, it's uh, I, I'll, I'll attribute it to social media. Um, I think that and of course, my perspective is really just like for the last four years. But, you know, um, when I first started getting into it, you know, I got involved in the most prominent usual suspects for multiplayer gaming. So Dice Tower and board game spotlight and you know these groups and um and and then nobody talks about solo gaming of course in those groups and everybody talks about it like oh it's a social thing and, da, 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 and you know party games and and you know you know multiplayer whatever and then um and then because of my personal situation i started you know since, since i became more and more of a solo gamer out of necessity and i'd also had like some not great multiplayer experiences where you know, you start. You're conf- you're kind of confronted to the. You have to you have to like discover certain things about what you like as a gamer and how you show up at like at a public game night or like in my case an office game night and then you meet people whose what they want out of a game is very different from what you want out of the game. Like so, I, I like I said, I'm a thematic gamer. I like to immerse myself in the story, the milieu, and this and that. And then you get thrown in with people. They just want to watch the world burn <laughs> you know, and 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 that's that's no fun for me and so like you know i just kind of like started disengaging from those types of things and then i started um finding out that oh there's actually board game groups for solo gaming and now i think there's like a at least half a dozen with memberships ranging from like five thousand at the low end to twenty five thousand for uh some of the bigger ones you know so i think that 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 factor kind of started to make publishers see 
okay, there's there's actually an audience for this, and we can if we actually devote you know brain cells to devising solo modes, um, we can sell more, we can move more copies of these games, you know, which is obviously both a good and a bad thing. Like if they do a good job, then we we benefit, we get some good games with good solo modes. But you know, on the flip side, you also seen the rise of like folks who just like one to four players, and then you look into it, and then it's like solo mode coming soon, right? And then, and then uh, they're not worth it because they're obviously tacked on, right? And they're just not worth playing, and you know they're just basically slapped on the the, the single player mode yeah. uh, just to be able to sell copies. So, um, but yeah, I mean, social media is a big factor. The other thing that I'll mention is because I think what you're saying is exactly what we're here for to try and you know hopefully dissuade some publishers from doing this by giving a solid review of those modes. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. The the, the last thing I'll mention is um, I've been participating in the because so, there are print and play game con- design contests on Board Game Geek all the time. Oh yeah, for sure. And I've been participating in the uh, the, the the solo print and play contest, which is basically the marquee contest. Um, since 2018 was the first year that I, that I participated. And, um, every year there's like more and more participants. I think the last go around the 2020 edition, they had like 50 designers, which is amazing and great. Mm -hmm. Like to have so many people want to design solo games. So yeah, uh, that's what I think is, is contributing to it. Really cool. Well, it's been a pleasure having you guys on channel with you. I know we're trying to have everyone give one game recommendation before we close. You guys have any thoughts on that? Michael, you go. <laughs> well, uh, gosh, Martin, maybe you should go. I've got so many I can think of off the top of my head. I have the same problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can think of war games. I can think of regular, more mainstream games that people might like more. And I guess just throw one, one off the top of your hat. Just something for someone to look All right. at. All right. Well, that would be probably Aliens, Another Glorious Day in the Core, which was one that Martin and I reviewed in a previous episode. And uh, Martin's probably rolling his eyes right now. Oh, oh boy. It. Here we go. Aliens talk. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Michael yeah, we... manages to slip in a reference oh. to Aliens in everything we do. It's bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Utterly my fault. Utterly my fault. I love the game, though. I would highly recommend it. The only thing about it I didn't like, I think both of us didn't like, was the fiddly... Uh, miniatures putting them together but other than that the gameplay is fantastic so really yeah. cool and how about you uh, for me um i think that my top games like i said i've been like on a total worker placement kick recently so i will recommend um newton by simone luciani check that game out um it, it, you can actually get it cheap nowadays because, um, you know, like people don't really like the the graphic design isn't the uh, the, the most eye catching. But in terms of fluid, elegant game mechanisms, the five card action selection mechanism is uh, it's the kind of thing that makes me feel as like a as like a, you know, budding game designer. Man, I wish I thought of that. And hmm. it, it's something else. So, yeah, Newton. Well, really good. Well, thank you very much for coming on. We'll uh, hope to hear from you again soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes. Thank you for having us. All right.
Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.